listening to Veg Your Best with vegan life coach Michelle Olander, episode 84. Vegan doubts are not a problem. Hi, Veg Heads. Veg Your Besties. It's happy tax season if you're in the U.S. And apparently, I just learned this, even though I am married to a Canadian and all my kids are Canadian citizens, it's also tax season in Canada as well as the U.K. So those are the three countries where the lion's share of my listeners are. So chances are, if you're listening this week when it comes out, uh, it's tax season. And if you are getting a sense uh, that I'm over enunciating a bit today, it's because I had some unexpected dental work and I'm experiencing a little discomfort and I am overcompensating a bit. But the pod must go on. And speaking of the pod, kids, my podcast episodes go out every single week. And sometimes I get polite crickets. And other times I get reactions. And recently there have been some reactions to the what will people think episode. That's episode number 82 a couple of weeks ago. I got a lot of DMs and emails telling me how hard, how hard you guys find it to be on the receiving end of looks and doubt and skepticism from loved ones. Uh, Especially when we announce that we're moving in a vegan direction or when we start actually making new vegan choices in the real world. So we're going to talk today, we're going to talk about what to do, what to think when you get reactions and comments and maybe looks from the people around you and you believe that they don't think you can do it, that you can limit or eliminate the consumption of animal products. They doubt that you can change the way you eat and live. And maybe it sounds, uh, some of you said, well, it sounds like, oh, vegan this time. I thought it was keto. Well, you can still eat tuna, right? Or here we go again. You really think that this time is going to be different? Or, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, let's just wait and see what happens. But don't expect me to eat tofu. (laughs) I think we've all had some, uh, some aspect of this on the continuum of reactions. And maybe you've experienced it in a big, overt, maybe aggressive way. And maybe it's been in a smaller or teasing way. But most of my clients do report this, especially in the beginning, but not only, not only in the beginning and not only with a shift away from eating animals. This can happen for all of us anytime with all sorts of new initiatives or new plans. It could be changing a job or wanting to lose some weight or get fit or go back to school maybe to stop over drinking, or even declutter the house, right? And typically, the situation unfolds like this. You're excited. You're ready. You've got some thoughts and beliefs that you're ready to live in a different way. 
And for the sake of this podcast, typically you might be ready to honor your health or show up to do your part for the environment and to disconnect from industrial animal agriculture. And you may be feeling all the reasons, all the connection, the alignment, and then, and then the people you love and care about most may express doubt. Doubt that you can do it. Sometimes they say it straight out, I doubt you can do it. And other times you get the impression that they doubt that you can follow through on your goal. And if you listen to some of my clients who've had this challenge, the feelings, the feelings they have can be really strong and really uncomfortable. Feelings, feelings like anger and disappointment, feelings like shame that this person who knows you, maybe someone who knows you really intimately, a partner or a parent or a sibling or best friend, the who really doesn't matter. What matters is that you're hearing someone you care about someone you respect tell you that they doubt you can do this thing that you want to do. It can be an intense feeling. It can be painful. So if this is something that has come up for you or you're concerned about it, sensing that you may be getting looks and feeling that your efforts to move in a vegan direction are being you know, discounted or not taken seriously. There's a way of looking at this. There's a way of showing up to this situation that I think can be helpful. And first of all, as I've said before, it's not responding to it, right? It's not responding. It's not about confronting or arguing with anyone else because you are already experiencing some disconnection in this relationship when this occurs, right? And sometimes instead of just feeling that for a bit, we want to, we want to jump to another feeling right away. One that feels a little more powerful instead of feeling like we are on the, uh, side of being judged. We want to be the judger right away. And if you're like me, you do not enjoy feeling hurt. You do not enjoy the feelings of stung and shamed or embarrassed. Personally, I prefer pissed. (laughs) I prefer judgment. I prefer throwing it back in your face with some evidence I have that you're not all that either. Anyone? Is that just me? (laughs) Well, I'm not proud of it. But well, I have a theory that half the time when we're talking, we aren't even saying original, heartfelt, accurate things. And there's a reason for that. Our brains have evolved to take shortcuts. Small talk is an example of a shortcut. It's a shortcut of how we communicate with each other, how we show up for each other. Small talk. How are you? I'm fine. What's going on? What's the weather? And over time, our brains have evolved to to hold on to collect these shortcuts based on the feedback we've gotten over our lives, based on our culture, based on who we are in terms of power in our communities or vis-a-vis the person we're speaking to. And I have talked about heuristics on another episode, okay? And I got some, I got some crap for that. I got some raised eyebrows because maybe 
the concept of heuristics is a bit over the top for this happy podcast. But heuristics are basically just cognitive shortcuts, often inaccurate, but right enough, accurate enough, often enough, so that our brain has plenty of evidence that it's true. So our brain has these shortcut ideas about change, about change when other people do it, when we do it, when communities do it, when anyone does it. Change is an area we have a lot of social or cultural folk wisdom about. And I'm sure you can think of a thousand of them, but things like old dogs can't learn new tricks or once a cheater, always a cheater. Or, that's just me, I am who I am. Or, a leopard doesn't change his spots. Right? And when someone we care about, someone whose opinion we care about, seems to imply or comes, well, comes right out and says, yeah, this vegan idea of yours will go the way of any number of previous enthusiasms. Well, that can really remind us of these ideas, that the change we want is impossible, or at least super unlikely. And yes, you and I have a lot of social proof and stories and family members and fables to point to about the inability of people to really change. And I want to propose that there's some wisdom to the idea if, if this is an issue of you expecting someone else to change. If you are expecting someone else to show up differently, to behave differently, that's an area, that's an area where we have no control. Zero. So arguably there's some wisdom in not looking at another's behavior and believing that it will change. But that is not true for you. That does not mean at all that you are not fully able to change any habit. You can change the habit of eating animals or consuming animal products. You can change your thoughts about what food is and how you want to nourish yourself. You can change your desire for foods that you currently have a lot of emotional connection to. But just like we've discussed in the past, we want to get super clear about why right now a vegan practice is not easy. Why it's not easy for you right now. Because there's no question you can do it. If you needed to hear that, there's no question that you can do any of these things. So, why is some part of a vegan practice that you're beginning right now, why is it hard? If you are like most people, one part of the problem is the stories that you tell yourselves routinely about certain choices. I've told you a million times, I had a lot of thoughts that were at odds with changing when I got serious about a vegan practice. You've heard them all. Thoughts like, I raised my family with meat. Who am I to turn the tables now? 
or my poor husband, this is going to be so annoying for him, and I'll probably fail at it anyway, so why even do this? Or, I'm in my 50s, how likely is this to work? Or, so much of our socializing right now includes friends who serve meat and dairy, fish and eggs. What's my life even going to look like? And for goodness sake, look at all these celebrities who say they're vegan for a bit, and then suddenly they aren't. If they can't, what business do I have thinking I can pull it off? So, I have had all the doubts. And as I said last week, or I guess it was the week before, when a friend or family member shows up in a way that seems to be challenging or unsupportive, we may feel that in an emotionally outsized way. It may really sting because we're using other people's doubts to kind of confirm our own fears and they distract us from our own thoughts because it's a little more comfortable to be super hurt with you or kind of angry with him or disappointed by them rather than feel those things about ourselves. But I want you to know, I want you to know that you don't need half as much support as you think you do. You, you need almost no support external to yourself. Your brain, the part of you that probably likes change least of all, remember, okay, remember, let's back up. Your brain wants to figure out how to find all the shortcuts, do all the things as efficiently and as unconsciously as possible. Changing a bunch of your choices, honestly, that sounds like a really bad idea to that part of your brain. So distracting you with some side comments and some raised eyebrows or disbelief from a family member, that's likely to shake you up enough that you don't have this crazy idea anymore. This, you'll lose your clear focus and stop following through on a new vegan idea. Once you open up your mind to the possibility that a very big part of your drama with other people, our drama, my drama with other people, a big part of it is just your brain creating distractions from your plan, from the change that you want to implement. Once you notice the interpersonal angst popping up and can just for a few minutes, sometimes seconds, just get curious and ask, ask yourself, what's this about? Why is it bugging me so much? Why am I letting what he said or what she looked like distract me? Because unless you are somehow, honestly, physically dependent on the other person, the only person who can change your consumption, your choices of food, your choices of materials, the only person who can stand in your way on your vegan journey is you. And you might, you might argue it, but how is it true? And how could that be such good news, right? You don't need to get anyone else on board. You don't find 
You don't need to find a brand new family that are all vegan. You don't need to convert anyone. You don't need anyone to validate that you're making a great choice. Honestly, they do not need to understand you. They don't. This is something I really learned when I committed to a vegan practice. While I was an excusatarian, while I was vegan, unless I had a big excuse, I was so tuned into what other people thought, other people in the family or staff at the restaurant or where I was traveling. And when I started to see that I could actually be completely happy and loving and peaceful about my choices, even if no one was on board. I mean, this is the kind of power that I want you all to experience. Knowing that no one else has to really get you or see it your way. And that not only is it a problem, it can actually be a good thing. It can be a very empowering place to be because all of a sudden, you can just stop investing the time and energy in others. All of that time and energy that is diverting you from the real work of your habit change. And that's always an internal process. So, please, try this thought on and see how it resonates with you. Because I do know the temptation, (laughs) I do, of preferring to feel annoyed with someone else or upset with someone else rather than redirect all my thoughts to how I am showing up. But consider an alternative. Consider an alternative when you find yourself, for, for want of a better word, triggered by someone else's seeming lack of support. Can you imagine redirecting your thoughts for a moment from what other people think? And get honest with yourself. What do you think about your ability to limit animal products? What do you think about your ability to succeed in living a full and satisfying life without animals? As a source of food, as a source of materials. When we're angry and hurt, We don't focus on our own beliefs. We spend time and energy in a place that's actually not going to help us create change. And I want to encourage you to be really brave enough to ask yourself, do you think you can commit to a vegan practice? Do you think that you can actually change the habits of your choices? Really, be honest with yourself. Most people don't want to be honest with themselves because they're kind of afraid of their answers. They're afraid. They have doubts when they think about whether or not they can change. I watch people do this all the time. They say, well, I believe you can change. I believe other people can change. I can see all these other people saying they're vegan or she's whole food plant-based and explaining how crucial it is for the environment and for human health and to stop animal cruelty, but maybe deep down I don't believe 
Maybe I don't believe I can do it. So many of us do not want to have that honest conversation with ourselves regarding our big new goals. We think that if we have doubts, we're weak or bad or uncommitted, undisciplined. But that is not true. It's not true. It is okay that you have doubts. It doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. Please, please don't make the mistake of thinking that if you have doubts, it means you're going to fail. You know, when I work with my one-on-one clients, whether the goal is veganism or starting a new business or writing a book, any, any new undertaking, we start with all the things that seem to be currently in the way of the goal. All the challenges between where you are and where you want to go. Some of these challenges are exterior. They're resources you haven't found yet or don't know how to use yet. And some of them are skills that you haven't developed. And loads of them are doubts. Doubts you have about your ability to do this. So it's not that I'm asking you to stop doubting yourself. I'm not even asking you to change those doubts. What I'm asking you to do is see if you can learn how to make every doubt a step on your list. You don't need to eliminate the doubts to succeed. In fact, in fact, you can start to see those doubts as simply a way your brain is working correctly. This was a really powerful shift for me. And not just with my own personal work to follow a vegan practice, but I've used this with every area of my life. Because listen, it wasn't just there. It was in so many areas of my life. I had doubts about going back to school and getting my master's, about creating my business. I had doubts about showing up for this podcast every week. I have doubts sometimes about how I'm going to show up for my family and stop believing that pursuing my interests is being ungrateful or uncaring of my relationships. I've had all sorts of doubts in most every area of my life. Moving to a vegan lifestyle was the practice, really, it was the practice that showed me how my brain was distracting me with thoughts about what my family would think, what others would think. And since dealing with that, confronting those doubts, I feel so much power to be in charge of my own experience in this life. And I have just as many doubts as then, probably, maybe more, who knows, because I'm trying more things, especially when I try a new thing. But I no longer see doubts as evidence that I can't. The work you do here can be a really powerful application for you to take to every area of your life, every area. So every time you tell yourself, I don't know, I'm too old to change, I'm too old to go vegan. Honestly, I've half-assed this same issue so many times. I just don't think I have the willpower. You know, I'm ADHD, my focus is terrible. There's too much 
family baggage. There's too much cultural baggage. You know, I went through a lot as a kid, and this is just going to be too hard. The lower brain, that more primitive part of our brain that cares about survival, it cares about saving energy. And guess what? It really likes habits because habits are all about saving energy. We've talked about that here, right? But it bears repeating. Changing a habit, doesn't matter what the habit is, doesn't matter if it's eating animals or procrastinating or over drinking, changing a habit always requires energy at first for you to create that new neural pathway. And there's going to be some tension. There's going to be some tension in your brain between evolving as your higher brain wants to and stagnating, which your lower brain recommends. You're always going to have this desire to evolve to a new version of yourself, evolve to a place where you're not just operating on instinct. And you're also always going to have this desire to save energy and just do what you already know how to do. Because you've got both parts in your brain. Nothing has gone wrong. There's always going to be a tension there. And that's not a problem because your doubts aren't the truth. If you're multitasking or changing lanes or vacuuming, come back. Come back to me right here, right now. This is the one thing I want to make sure you hear today. Your doubts are not the truth. Your doubts are not the truth. Your doubts are just your lower brain's way of saving energy. Because when you believe a doubt, when you think, yeah, that's probably the truth, then what happens? What happens? You don't take action. This perspective really changed things for me. Because instead of seeing myself as like, oh, God, I've got too many doubts and I shouldn't be doubting myself. Maybe it's not the right choice for me. I need to make all these doubts go away. I started to be able to get curious and try to reframe them a little, to see them as a very normal process unfolding inside my very correctly working brain. It was like, oh, of course I have doubts because I have a brain that's working. <laughs> I have a brain with a proactive, long-range, higher brain that would like to try new things and grow. And I also have a brain that has a survival-focused lower brain that offers me fears and doubts as a way of keeping me alive. Doubts are what keep me from trying new things. Doubts are what keep me from creating those new neural pathways if I believe those doubts. Your brain is all about saving energy, and those doubts are trying to get you to uh, give up this crazy idea. So when you start to understand that, when you start to understand your doubts that way, it's like, oh, right. This is just normal. I have this part of me, this part of my brain that just really cares about survival. It's like find pleasure, avoid pain, and do it as efficiently as possible. 
we can very quickly see how eating the foods that we grew up with, the foods that surround us, these foods that are subsidized and unnaturally cheap, they may be in our brains right now as choices that give us pleasure, help us avoid pain, and they couldn't be easier to find. Of course we have doubts. When you realize that, when you see that most of these doubts are not, they're not educated assessments of risk and reward. They're just indications of what your brain is used to. So when you realize that suddenly, you don't have to get rid of your doubts or anyone else's doubts. You also don't need, need to ignore them. You don't have to make them go away. You can just change what you're making those doubts mean. Instead of believing their truth or some kind of message from the universe about your ability to change. I'm going to say that one more time. You don't have to move beyond your doubts. You don't need to comfort your doubts or get rid of your doubts or ignore your doubts. You can just change what you're making those doubts mean. Instead of believing that they are the truth about your ability to change. So if someone responds to your desire to move towards a vegan path, if someone responds with doubt, that's just a reminder that you will have doubts too. And those doubts, those doubts can actually point you to the next part of your plan. If you notice a doubt that you won't uh, for example, you don't know what to eat. Well, you can begin there by building the skills, building a list, building a pantry, building an emergency bin in your car of plant-based foods. Or you can call your local restaurants and ask what it is you might order in advance so you don't have to awkwardly figure it out when you're hungry, when you're in front of a group or in front of a busy, hassled waiter. What are your doubts? When do they come up? When you're with your mom or with your brother-in-law or at a family gathering at the beach? Notice where the doubts are. Pick one doubt and make a plan. Is it easier when you're alone? Or are you more likely to say, oh, what the heck when you're alone? No one will know. What feels like a loss or a deprivation? Maybe that's where you begin. Finding things you really enjoy when others are digging into their treats. And by the way, have you tried the Magnum brand? I don't know if, if they're regional or national. Magnum non-dairy ice cream bars coated in chocolate and almonds? Those are really good. <laughs> no affiliate links here. I'm not even someone who used to eat a lot of ice cream, but those are really good. Just a recommendation. Welcome the doubts. Doubts aren't telling you that you won't succeed. The doubts are here to help you build a powerful belief plan, one choice at a time. When you use your doubts, when you use them to uncover where you need to build skills and practice, you will change your life. Not just, not just in terms of a vegan or a whole food, plant-based uh, lifestyle. Everything. Everything. I never thought I could be vegan until I stopped practicing that thought. 
until I started practicing other thoughts, beliefs that allowed me to build new skills. And beliefs, this is a big one, beliefs that allowed me to drop the skill I did have of talking myself out of big changes. I was very good at that for years. You already know a lot of the skills that you need to work on. But while your brain is busy, busy with these big, overarching, vague doubts and the resentment and annoyance that you're feeling towards loved ones and colleagues who don't believe in us, while we're busy there, we don't get granular. We don't make a plan. This is where a coach can really help because most of the time, most of the time when we're in it, we don't recognize that our doubts are just doubts. We think they're true. So often we think change is going to be hard and if we could do it, we would have already done it by now. But that is also not true. If you're ready to make a big change, I would love to help support you. You know, my mission here is to drip out these ideas and perspectives and tools every single week, every single week to try to encourage all of you. Most of you I'll never speak with or never get to know, but I'm here and they'll last. These ideas will last as long as there are MP3 files flying around through the universe. I'm here every week with all the skills I can possibly offer you to help you eat more vegetables and take on that next impossible goal. But if you're ready to get a little more specific in your life, I invite you to book yourself into my calendar for a consultation. That's where it all begins. And there's no commitment at all. We just chat. We talk about whether coaching might be a good fit for you and your goals. My one-on-one -on -one clients always begin with eight weeks, an eight-week program to grow their self-belief and to build some new skills and triangulate the direction they really want to go in. Because honestly, in just eight weeks, you can see what an amazing resource having a coach can be. And you can see how much you are capable of that you might have forgotten. And take some targeted, some really targeted important steps in having the life that you want, whether everyone's on board with it or not. If you can't find a time in my online calendar link, just email me and I will find a time for us to talk about the direction you want to go in. All the links are in the show notes here every week. They're easy to find on Instagram at veg underscore your underscore best. And next week I'm planning an interview with, uh, with someone, a woman who's a tremendous resource. I think a lot of you will be interested in. So fingers crossed, wish me luck, and thank you for listening while I over-enunciated this week. And I'll see you next week. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.